are going to try this again. It is time for Dirty Thursday, brought to you by River City Speedway. Boring boys are back together. Chad Hoff in the studio today and also just walking in the door. Andy Pake is here and Tyler Rabenberg. We're hopefully going to get him on Zoom. We've been having all kinds of issues this morning. That's why we're starting this show like 10 minutes late. Uh, Anyway, I also want to give a shout out to Northwest Tire and Grand Forks for uh, sponsoring today's show. You know, for tires, maybe work on your vehicle or whatever, uh, check out Northwest Tire and Gateway Drive. They are North Dakota's largest tire dealer, family owned for over 40 years. From big to small, Northwest Tire does it all. You can find all the big name brands like Toyo, Nakian, Bridgestone, Firestone, and more. In fact, call them up, 701-780-8473 to schedule your next appointment. Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive in Grand Forks helping you get the perfect tires for whatever you drive. And I tell you what, I'm going to do a little bit of here, but um, you can take that. You can pull the headphones off if you want, Andy. Um, you can wear those headphones if you want to hear everything. Otherwise, um, just put the mic right in front of your face so when we're ready to start talking to you, it'll all be there. All right. Um, boy, we got so much to do here first up. Uh, let's see. If you have any um, questions or comments for either Andy or Tyler, feel free to call us up or text us. Our number is 701 213 213-0863. Let's do it. Uh, time for our daily segment. Now, jokes. My neighbor tells me. I might have used this one before, but uh, Chad, I'll, I'll use this on you. Um, <laughs> I accidentally drank holy water with my laxative. Okay. Holy water with my laxative. Um, I'm about to start a religious movement. <laughs> There's so many questions going along with that joke. I have There's just so many questions. It's like, uh, how about this one? Yeah. What you think of this one? Um, okay. I was uh, helping my son do his history homework. Yeah. And he asked me what I knew about Galileo. <laughs> I just said, he's just a poor boy from a poor family. <laughs> Wayne's world. <laughs> Wayne's he world. didn't get that one, I don't think. You have seen Wayne's World, I'm assuming? No. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Now my headphones are sketching out on me. Uh, track schedules. Jeepers. Come on. Uh, Saturday, the 6th. Oh, no. Let's see. Friday, tomorrow night, River Friday. City Speedway season finale. Um, in Dakota Lightning Sprints, the IMCA Red River Sprints are here. The non-wing sprints and the 410 Sprints. It's oh. going to be a... Hell of a night. All sprint car shows. All sprint car show. Me? Yeah, you can't, you can't go wrong with that. It no. sucks. I'm not going to be there for that one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Dale will be. Dale will be helping me out a little yeah. bit. Uh, Saturday, yeah. Devil's Lake. It's Pure Stock Nationals with Lightning Sprints and On-Wing Sprints. Sunday, Buffalo River. The Powder Puff and Mechanics Race is going to be there. Um, also, I wanted to mention uh, Saturday, 16th, National Cheer and Dance Day. I'm doing a favor for somebody here. Uh, cheerleaders going to Northern Air from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. There you Have go. a great time. 26 bucks. You get a jump pass laser tag arcade card and all that stuff hosted by the northern air and north dakota cheer tech uh so there you go all your cheerleaders a chance for you to uh have some fun um all right we got the schedules done Uh, one thing i do want to talk about nosa points it sounds like it's probably a wrap uh, we're still running for River City Speedway. I'd points. say Hastings has points locked up he, pretty solid. He does. He's just got to yeah. show up. Yeah, he's got to start the A main. I think yep. he'd be fine. Yep. Jade Hastings uh, will be your crowned your champion. Mark Dobmeyer second. Brendan Mullen rounded out your top three, followed by Nick Gumdahl, Blake Eglin, Zach Gumdahl sixth, Croker seventh, Adam Sobolik for a rookie eighth. <laughs> Not bad <laughs> That's at all. Impressive. Uh, Tommy Eglin ninth, and Jordan Graham wrapping up your top ten. Um, did I miss anything? 
I know, sir. I think you're on a roll. We're just trying to catch up. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to catch up. Um, yeah. Paul, the producer, um, he does he has less hair right now because he pulled yeah. half of it out this well, morning. The sides are turning more white, I think, is what it is. They're getting a little bit there. Yeah. Um, and, and, <laughs> I and, love it. And I tell you what, uh, Andy Paik, you made, you made a long trip today. We're going to be talking to you, but I just want to make sure because we've been sketching out here. Uh, I want to see, is uh, Tyler, are you still there by any chance? Yes, sir. All right. Perfect. Okay. Uh, and I don't know which... Does he just automatically show up, Paul, or what? Yeah, we gotta make sure what camera he's on now. Everybody says I, I've been gone for a while. I come back and all these things happen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I can see him on the monitor. Oh yeah, there he is. Hi, look at there, that. Look at that. Now we got him on there. Yeah, I only see one chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were giving he, him a hard time. You look good, buddy. Uh, but how you doing, Tyler? Good. 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 Where are you? Uh, where are you at right now? Um, I'm at home right now. And that is where? Um, well, we're from Princeton, but we moved to Cambridge about two and a half years ago. Oh, okay. How old are you? Uh, just turned 17 this summer. Just turned 17. Wow. Wow. How about that? All right. We're going to get back to you here shortly. All right, bud? Sounds good. Right now, across from me, Andy Paik is here. How are you doing, man? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, how old are you now? I'm 20. You're 20. Um, it's so funny because, uh, going back to my old Articat days, uh, you know, I raced a little bit. Yeah, you were a fan too. geeking out today. And, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I always, when I close my eyes and, and I think of your dad, I think of this blonde yeah. curly hair. Uh, it doesn't look like that anymore. Does he? No, not, not too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did get to, I talked to you just for a few minutes when we were at Buffalo river. Um, it's pretty cool. I want, first off, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I don't want to know anything about racing. I want to know about Andy Paik. Well, uh, I graduated high school a couple of years ago and um, just helped my dad farm uh, down north of, uh, northeast of Fargo-Moorhead and just do that and do some racing on the side. Now, how long have you raced for? Uh, I've raced snowmobiles. Oh, I started racing snowmobiles when I was probably like uh, 11, around mm-hmm. 11, and uh, raced um, quite a bit and then uh, got pretty serious when I was probably like 15, 16 and then been doing that and then got into car racing. Uh, last last year was my first year racing a car and I have a lot of fun doing that. So wow. uh, I, I want to get back to the snowmobile thing here for yeah, just a second. Um, uh, are you racing ditch pickles? No, I switched to Skidoo uh, oh, a, f- a few <laughs> years ago. Is, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> So I uh, yeah we're my family's longtime Articat people and oh yeah I know switched to Skidoo and um, it went pretty good. Well, so. that's good. I, how how did I it like go him. over fans wise though? Because when people look back at your dad and everything else, all Articat, even the sprint car was Articat. So now to see his son come out in Skidoo, how did that fans receive that? Yeah, I don't know. Like obviously my close friends and family um, like to see me riding Articat, but. Um, <laughs> You know, Articat, there's a lot of guys not switching from, mm-hmm. you know, switching brands. And um, so a lot of the guys that, you know, we knew from Articat are mm-hmm. now switching. So it's not as um, hard of a decision. And it was kind of my dad's decision, too. So right. um, it was kind of everybody kind of understands, I think, the switch. And yeah, so it wasn't too big a deal. I, I do know this. Back when your dad was running sprint cars, a yellow sprint car wouldn't have looked as good as the black and green one he was driving. But, right. Uh, um, are you doing any better on the on the skidoo? Uh, it took a little while to get used to mm-hmm. for sure. And last year I had my best year yet uh, racing snowcross, and I got fifth in the 
pro light points oh, wow. and I won a race. So it's good to get a win for Skidoo. And uh, it took a few years, but it made it happen. You know, your wow. dad, I think he won a couple of I-500s. Um, he was the dude back in the day. Articat was was so tough back in the day. Um, now let's switch it over here. Let's see if we can get uh, Tyler on there. Tyler, are you still there, bud? Yep. Okay, now how did you get your start in racing? Um, Through my dad. Uh, he brought me to the go-kart track when I was about four, and we brought one of his buddy's uh, sons there, and He's like, is this something you want to do? And I said, yeah, and the rest is kind of history from there. Wow. Now, do you run more than these 305 sprints? Are you you doing a little 360 stuff too? Yeah, so we actually started out two years ago in 360s, just kind of not knowing really about the race saver class up here. And so we switched uh, about halfway through last year um just to try to get more shows in closer to home and it's definitely helped wow so that 305 you know we we've been seeing for years they run them weekly in knoxville and other places and we were wondering if they were going to get up here but um that is cool now what are you you're what a junior or senior i'm a senior this year okay do you play any other sports or are you just a race nut um, I played hockey all through till about ninth grade, and then I broke my leg, and then I kind of quit after that and found other stuff to do during the winter rather than just be at the ice rink all week. There you go. Yeah, so you, you break your leg, and you find something safe to do, like racing sprint cars. Yeah, that, that totally makes that, sense. That, that's just perfect right yeah, there. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Good work, bud. Um, Andy, were you in any other sports, too, growing up? Yeah, I grew up. I played... Um, I tried out most of the sports, you know, football, mm-hmm. baseball, um, basketball. I stuck with baseball the longest, but uh, with racing snowmobiles and dirt bikes and and uh, stuff like that, it doesn't work out a whole lot with the sports. Oh schedule, god, so. yeah, especially in the summertime. Yeah, <laughs> so I like I don't <laughs> a lot know, of conflicting I pick, schedules. I pick motors over the sure. school sports, but uh, but yeah, they're still fun. Now yeah. you talk about motors. Um, was it a long learning curve for you to get? into sprint cars i mean i'm sure the old man has helped quite a bit um with his knowledge but um are you pretty much a hands-on guy yourself yeah like uh it was quite a bit of a learning curve i've obviously grew up watching sprint cars mm-hmm. but i didn't know really how they worked and uh what you know the cars consisted of and but yeah like during the week i do most of all the work on the car um when, obviously when i wreck stuff or putting mm-hmm. stuff together and then my dad will help during the race days to get it set up and the day you know the race day tires and stuff like that so i do a lot of the um wrenching during the week and then he helps me during the race day when i have sure. to focus on driving uh, i wow. do want to mention some of the text nick curtis morning i'll leave it uh, to when chad comes back on that he breaks the cameras um just kidding chad hop <laughs> uh tyler miller brad pig 53 my childhood hero he's a legend there's a hood of his sled in Thief River Falls at the Black Cat Restaurant. I was just there for my <clears throat> 40th class reunion, and uh, I did see that there. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, Heather McDonald, oh, come on. Arctic Cat is second best next to Polaris, but his skidoo is just inferior. And she just starts and laughing. And she said Arctic Car. Uh, so you, you, you spell Arctic Cat right first, Heather. Uh, Doug Van Mill, Bill Kasager, Jason Berg, Katie Stouse, they're all watching. And awesome. uh, again, again, thank you guys for uh, watching us today. Now, um, I'm going to get back here and uh, I want to ask Tyler because I'll be asking you guys pretty much the same questions. But um, okay, you guys, uh, hopefully, you're both going to be here tomorrow night. Now, Tyler, are there more races after this weekend for you on your schedule? 
Um, so we have, I think it's three more races after this weekend, and then we're done for this year, and then we're not really sure as far as our plans for next year yet are, so we might try to make it down to Florida and go to East Bay and kind of work our way back, but we're not really sure yet. Now, with you and the 360s, are you doing, like, do you do the Knoxville thing or any of that? So that was our plan this year, and then... We um, started running the 305, and we were running really good with that. So we kind of wanted to concentrate on that the rest of the year. And it's been going really good. But we came out pretty good at the beginning of the year with the 305. And we've just kind of been on the struggle bus the rest of the year. So, yeah. Now, have you ran Knoxville before? Um, Only so a few years ago. They quit doing that now. We ran what was called the fair race down there. So okay. We made a little go kart track down on the front stretch and stuff, and we ran, went and ran that for three or four years, I want to say, and we won one year, and we've always been in the top three every time we went, but we haven't gotten there yet with the big car. Now, is it a little intimidating uh, when you look at a track compared to Knoxville uh, compared to what you guys are running up here? Oh, definitely. Um, I think going to Houston has definitely helped a lot as far as going to like new tracks and stuff. Cause like you pull down to Houston and everything's kind of like down in a bowl. It seems sure. like, and so small and all you have stopping you is the concrete walls and you're close racing all the time. I mean, you never really get spread out. Now is racing been in your family for a long time or is this just something you and your dad figured, you know, let's try this. We'll do some good father and son bonding and go spend a buttload of money and have fun. So my dad started racing when he was in high school, and then it's just kind of carried on from there. But we don't have, like, a long generation of racing. Mm-hmm. It was just him, and now it's kind of been passed on to me. Was your dad any good? Um, I like to call him a heat race hero because he won a lot of heat races. <laughs> and a lot of oh, boy, I can't wait till we start talking about rivalries. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Okay, um, now with Andy here, we all know that your dad, I mean, was a pretty good driver. Uh, you know, he won, let's see here, 27 NOSA wins. He was River City Speedway champ one year. But um, you're coming along pretty good. Um, is it hard? Do people compare you to your dad? And I'm sure you've thought about this. How long is it going to take you before you to overcome him with his wins? Uh, in a sprint car, um, obviously, I think he's got me beat by a long shot with for now for skill and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, snowmobile racing, it, they don't really compare me a whole lot, just because like he raced a lot of cross country. Sure, sure. I'm racing the snow cross thing, but definitely, uh, definitely try to be you know just as good as he was, and try to just follow in his footsteps of of uh you know winning races so, right i don't know hopefully i can get up there closer in his uh win stats of, of of a sprint car but uh i guess we'll see how it goes now has the old man uh is he hot lapped your car no he was talking about it this year and i think we got it for next year i think we gotta get him a seat and at least get him in there for some hot laps sure well i'm just i'm just wondering i think it, the build it, is going to be way different he can't just hop in andy's car that's a, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, a different guy he's tried but it's uh it's a little tight in there so yeah it's, i bet it's like Oof. me hopping into dob meyer's uh simulator right Oof, god i have black and blue marks from the seat <laughs> uh, the reason i asked that is because i was just wondering um how much if at all that they have changed from when your dad ran a car compared to nowadays, I just want to know if 
if they still drive a, a lot of question. the like or if, if they're completely different cars. So um, typical night, your dad in the pits with you? Yeah, okay. yeah he makes it to every race to help. Okay, and then um, do you have to listen to him? I mean, is, is he one of those guys that's going to be barking in your ear going like, what the hell are you thinking? Or, or hey, that's what you do. What's he like? Because, I mean, he's a mentor and a coach, obviously, and, and the guy knows what he's talking about. But how is it when you go back in after a heat race or, a, or even a feature? Yeah, it's definitely with any type of racing I do. Um, he's already been there, done that. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to listen to him as mo- the most I can. And sometimes I think I have a different um way of thinking sure for some rate from right. for some nights but uh uh if i do something wrong i definitely hear about it when i get back and um he's always got something to you know to make me try to make me better mm-hmm. um whether it's telling me where to drive the car or how to drive it he definitely uh he's been there done that so i try to listen to him the most i can and um and yeah just he knows what he's talking about most sure. of the time so i try sure. to listen most most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Most, and, I'm going to give him most of the time. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, is dad watching? He might be. <laughs> if he figured out how to, how to, how to get on here. Technology. So. It's technology. Uh, well, if we didn't have Paul, the producer here, I'd be talking to uh, just you guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that would be about it. Uh, let's see here. I thought we had another couple more. Um, what do you guys farm anyway? Uh, sugar beets, uh, soybeans, and corn. Okay. Okay. So working on beans now? Uh, I think in a week or so, okay. it might be trying some of their, uh, um, it's coming, it's coming pretty fast. Yeah. So. I think I jump in a truck on the 29th for beets already. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. They're going to do a couple of early day harvest, I guess, here in East side, but uh, then we get rolling again. Um, uh, okay. Tyler, now you're doing the 305 thing. You're messing around with the three sixties a little bit. Um, is this something you think you're going to be doing forever or would you like to eventually maybe, uh, go run a 410? Good question for both drivers. I'd love to go and run a 410 and do it the rest of my life, but if everything pans out that way, awesome. If not, we'll just keep running the 360 and maybe even start dabbling in some 410 stuff, just kind of local stuff. Mm-hmm. But if it starts to take off, great. If not, that's fine, too, because we can always run around home. Sure. Now, I'm looking at the seat you are in. Are you, like, at a gaming computer by any chance? I just have my laptop sitting in front of my gaming computer oh. and everything else. <laughs> I can see the I run seat. a lot of iRacing. I was say, it must be iRacing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. How fun is that? It's pretty fun. Me and my buddies get after it quite a bit during the winter. It, now, is, don't you guys go to like yeah. 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning? And then all appropriate talking language, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No Kyle yeah. Larson stuff? <laughs> no, none, none, none of that. Yeah. That's <laughs> We try to keep it pretty PG. Yeah, if, if you're going to call somebody the N-word, you call them a ninja. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Go make yeah, me no. a smoothie. Go make me a smoothie, With ninja. ninja. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. the hard R. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, That's cool that you guys get together and you guys can practice like that and do things like that um, when it comes to wintertime. You can stay fresh and focused. That's no doubt about that. Uh Tyler being in school still, Andy, your winter consists of what? Oh, uh, this year I think I actually might step away from snowcross racing. And, oh, what? Um, me and Dad talked about it a lot last year, and I did. The, you know, one of, I had one of my better seasons last year, and um, but uh, now with car racing, and you know, it's really busy racing year round, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I might step away from the snowmobile racing and try. Uh, 
you know, get maybe a little bit more serious in a car and and uh, see where that takes us anyway. Now, is your dad the kind of guy, uh, when you were growing up, uh, did you say to him, Dad, I want to try snowmobile racing, uh, I want to try car racing, or did he say, Son, you're going to try snowmobile racing. How did that work for you? Well, growing up, actually, I think we didn't really go watch a whole lot of races mm-hmm. when I was super young because I think he... He raced so much that he just kind of stepped back. That's what everybody does, yep. yep. We didn't really go to too many races. And then when I was probably, you know, closer to that, um, being around like 10, we started going to more snowmobile races. And we always watched, you know, the Outlaws when they came to town. And um, But, no, he never really pushed me at it too hard. And then I showed some interest. Uh, my cousin started racing sleds, and um, I started to show some interest in that. And... Uh, and then I, he kind of just signed me up for a race just to try, and I liked it, so he just kind of kept going. And then, um, and then last winter, you know, two winters ago, he asked, you know, I've been interested in sprint car racing, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, if you want to try a sprint car racing, might as well try it now and see see if you like it or not, and just try it. And now I tried it. And now it's now it's, you like it. Now it's a lot of fun. So and it proves on the racetrack too. Yeah, you see that a lot. Yeah, the victories have happened. Yeah. You, you know, know what I mean? We hear these stories. I don't know. Did this ever happen to you? Yeah. Hi, son. How about you try sprint car racing? Let's go do it. <laughs> no, that didn't happen to me. <laughs> I know. It's like, Jesus, why couldn't I be? Hi, son. Like, we need more wood, so yeah, let's go chop. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's what. That, I mean, that's awesome with the opportunities you've been given. Sure, right? so, sure. And like Joshua Johnson puts on here, and you talk about how your dad kind of got out of racing when you guys were born because he did it so much. Uh, Josh says, which I'm pretty sure you know, Josh. Yeah. Uh, I tell this to other people, but considering Andy was very young when his dad retired and probably wasn't aware of his driving style, but Andy drives just like his father. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's just kind of like, I don't know how you, it's like, <laughs> it's a weird, weird combination when you look at it because you look like hunting dogs are bred that way. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, and it's... and the, like my dog is similar to her mother. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so she's gonna hunting style just like her mother. It's weird to say compare it that way, but the same thing. Like, you're, I'm not saying you're bred to be a race car yeah. driver, but your dad had the style, it's in the genes. It's in the genes. Yeah, it's like you drive the same exact way. That's pretty cool. And to know that, hopefully, four tens on your horizon too, like Tyler's. Um, it'd be really cool to see you running up here too for a four ten. Yeah, I think a lot of it just comes from his, from his advice, and I just mm-hmm. kind of follow that. And it just, you know, it's a result of him learning how to drive. And, right. Uh, I just, you know, try to drive as clean and, you know, as smooth as possible. And I just listen to what he says. So that's probably why I kind of try to drive like him. Right. You know, and if I remember right, I mean, I didn't get to see Brad run all the time in a sprint car. But um, he pretty much kept his nose out of trouble. Did he have any really gnarly wrecks? I don't think he was involved in too many, was he? No, he got up upside down a few times in a sprint car. But, like, I've already been upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple times so and even snowmobile racing he never really got hurt which is crazy that's crazy and, have you uh, yeah I've, i broke a few bones and yeah. you know flipped the sprint car a few times so it's it'll just happen but definitely to be a good racer you got to um, stay out of trouble and obviously if you're hurt you can't race so right no you, you just power through tyler have have you rolled or anything on a sprint car yet yeah we've had a few pretty good ones <laughs> So tell us about um, the worst you, one. Where were you? Worst one you've done. We were at Jackson. It was two years ago. It was like our third or fourth night out. 
and we were still running in the back, just kind of learning, minding our P's and Q's, because everyone was kind of looking at us, and uh, a guy hit the berm and come out, and I climbed his right rear, and you know where the guardrail stops at Jackson? Oh, yeah. We were about level with that at one point, <laughs> flying oh, through the air. Gosh. Nice. Oofed up. Nice. Uh, did you yeah. end up with black eyes or anything? No, actually, I walked out, and I walked down to the infield, and I looked at my dad. I'm like, too bad we don't have a backup car for tomorrow. Oh, boy. Um, I bet your dad's thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. No, he, he was not. He wanted to get loaded up and get home. Yeah. Let's get the hell out of here. I remember a story when you look at these kids who drive sprint car drivers and stuff, and Jack Croker comes to mind, and uh, he rolled the car the front straightaway the night before his wedding. Uh, and I picked <laughs> him up right. in the front straightaway. And he's like, Chad, did you see how fast I was going? I was like, yeah, Jack, I did. I saw how fast you were going. Man, I was going real fast. <laughs> and so we get, we drive around. We drive down the, by the exit of corner one, driving around the backside of corner two, and his dad, Craig, sitting there, and he could see just how mad Craig was. And Jack looks at him and goes, Dad, I was fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drove away i'm like oh my god i don't want to get in the middle of a fight right here uh is it dan is it grip gripe dan yep. uh yeah. a couple of studs on today well thank you dan oh I, he's not talking oh, about the drivers us. Oh, oh okay sorry i, I am a little bit overweight yeah. i apologize <laughs> dan does say uh andy's a ton a ton of fun to race with dude said it right uh he's a clean racer um by far what yeah uh, we're gonna take just a short little break here but andy pake uh driver of the 64 tyler rabenberg the driver of the number 18 the imca red river sprint series uh they are going to be here tomorrow night an all sprint car show tomorrow night uh, for our season finale i can't wait um you know everything's so fast life doesn't ever seem to slow down oil changes blah, same thing who wants to go sit and wait three four hours for an oil change i go to valvoline instant oil change i'm usually in and out of there in about uh, probably 20 minutes uh when they change my oil uh, they also top off my fluids. Uh, they check my tires and my battery, the lights, the wipers, cabin air filter. Uh, you get discounts for fleets in the military. They can text and email invoices and coupons. Cool thing with Valvoline Instant Oil Change, you go in there for that oil change. You said, Grand Fork's best source sent me. I heard it there. They'll knock 10 bucks off your oil change. Pretty cool. Open Monday through Saturday. No appointment needed. Pick up and delivery available in Grand Forks, too. Valvoline Instant Oil Change for a complete oil change and more. 3325 South 38th Street. You can call them 701-780-8462. Make sure you tell them GFBS sent you. All right. Uh, back nice. with Andy and Tyler and, of course, myself and Chad Hoff here in the studio. Namaste. Yeah. Um, Andy, at first, uh, you weren't sure if you were going to be able to make it. Threw you off. <laughs> if you're going to make it here today, I'm glad you did. But, um, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about you live in Felton. Is yep. that right? Well, I know that's your address, but are you actually in town or out on the farm, or how's that work? No, our farm's a little west of Felton, um, and yeah, I basically day to day I'm out there helping, helping on the farm mm -hmm. and uh, work on my car at the night at nighttime. And sure. Now, Felton does that have its own school? No, it's uh, included in Dilworth, Glendon, Felton. Dilworth, Glendon, Felton. And I went to the schools in Glendon. So. I oh, okay, to, okay. Yeah. Um, so, how far is Felton from like Buffalo River Speedway? Uh, Felton, the town is only uh, twenty minutes from from the speedway. Oh, that's perfect. Buffalo River Speedway. So, I uh, 
It's 25 minutes from my house. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That yeah. is nice. It's easy, um, easy to drive home. Yeah. 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 Uh, Driving Eric, there is always exciting. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, it's the drive home. It's the drive home. It's like, oh. Uh, Eric Ostgarden, how many shows has Andy got left with him being so close in national points? How are you running in national points? I knew you were up there. I think I'm third right now. Um, oh. And I think we're going to just go to Grand Forks tomorrow. And thinking about a couple other shows, but we'll just see how it goes. Mm-hmm. If my car still works after uh, tomorrow night, <laughs> sure, um, we'll maybe think of going to a couple more. And uh, what kind of chassis do you run? Uh, I'm running a Maxim right now. Sure, okay. Um, and and uh, how about you, Tyler? What are you running? We run J and J's. J and J's. Have you always ran that? Uh, we started off in Maxims, and then after we wrecked at Jackson, we switched everything over to J and J. Okay, now when it, with the three hundred fives, you guys, um, are you mostly running used chassis? Do you go order a brand new one, or how does that work? Um, all of our stuff right now is old, but mm-hmm. we're thinking about ordering a new one at the end of this year. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, Andy, what do you, what do you got? Is it new maximum? New, yeah. Okay. Um. When we got into car racing, we just wanted to get new just to make sure we knew uh, where it came from and yeah, wasn't bent or something. Yeah, totally, totally agree with that mm-hmm. too. Both, mm-hmm. both, both things. You know, obviously Tyler, I agree with that. Now you're into it a little bit. You'll get in, you're hopefully order a new one and get it to new to you and be able to have it, have it, you know, your way. Sure. And then starting out fresh, it's. Both both stories are good. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. you see a lot with the wingless sprints. Uh, they're buying somebody else's chassis. You know, they can. Right. You, you you don't have to have all the top of the line brand new stuff to be able yeah. to win. And, and that's you know uh, that's what I'm getting at, especially when you're new into the game. Right, Andy. You know, you, know, you look at uh, Andy's done a great job this year. We've seen a lot in victory lanes. The, he was there when he was in victory lane when we were in Buffalo River. Um, Tyler was not there yet. We found out his last first race a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you take a kid like Adam Soblick, okay? That 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 driver there uh, went to wingless. Went to he kind of similar background a little bit. He, you ran snowcross, he ran motocross. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I actually raced out at Brooks a lot against him. And in, in right, oh bikes. Brooks, yeah. yeah, Brooks International Speedway. I mean, yeah. <laughs> how how crazy is that? To, you kind of you guys kind of started the same, you know, two wheel type of thing. Now you're into you're into the big motor cars and. He's doing a great job. You're doing awesome. He's eighth in points for NOSA yeah. as a rookie. That's pretty solid. Not bad. So, and that shows like that wingless sprint car thing started something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I, I agree with you that you stuff sometimes is better. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I, and I also agree with, you agree sure. with Andy too. You're like, I want to know where it came from, you know? So that way, if, if you suck, yeah. it's on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, and not being blunt, but I'm just, that's exactly what you were thinking, probably, because yeah. you want to, hey, if I'm going yeah. to be crappy. Then it's all me. Yeah. Or us, my yeah. team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. So um, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, I never thought about Brooks. Uh, my hunting cabin's just a couple of miles from there. Just a couple of miles from there. It's, yeah, that's uh, why he. Carol's Cozy Bar. Uh, we're frequent guests there. He's 20, John. So you can go in there and eat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go in there and have coffee. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to laugh a little bit. Yeah. I got a couple things out of him when I called myself fatty laughs. So yeah. uh, Jack Croker, by the way, is watching. And yeah, Jack was really fast that night. Jack was fast <laughs> that night. Yeah. I still got a kick out of Dobmeyer's kid. Jack Croker's his favorite. So he always wears his stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> his funny. T shirts and stuff like that. Um, Four tens, maybe in the in the future. Is there anything like does asphalt tickle your fancy or anything like that, or you want to be a dirt car guy? No, I like dirt uh, sprint cars for sure. Yeah. And 
Uh, yeah, we we think about the four ten, and uh, we might might be one in the future. We'll mm-hmm. see. But uh, for now, I'll stick with the three hundred five, and it's a good learning sure learning way. And uh, I wreck stuff with the three hundred five, so. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's not, they're definitely fast still. So. Right. No, no, for sure. It's just a little bit more horsepower between the legs, you know? Yeah. Uh, and if you, you said it right, you're like, I'm already, I'm already wrecking stuff now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, the 410 is a little bit more expensive and it, you hit faster. Yeah. And it's nice, like with a 305 around home, I can race, you know, tracks right around yeah. home and then down in a, you know, I can go south and race them all, all over. So that's nice. Right. I think this is so cool to talk to two kids that uh, are could be the future of the 410 classes, um, which is something we need to grow and keep growing here around this area. I, Mike Speaker's done a great job with this race saver class. Yeah, I, mean, I was on the phone with them this morning. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome job about starting it. Uh, there's, I don't know much more th- that guy can get his hands in, but yeah, he's busier than ever. But he does an awesome job with this. Great group of people. Um, you know, you got. You, the Pakes, the Eisenshanks, you know, those guys that are always traveling, Joshua Johnson, Tom Cummings is back in a race car now with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, those those are pretty cool to have. Great, great group of people and good. It's a nice racing family. Yeah. Um, and by the way, thank you, uh, Stephen Jesus, Stephen Lewis. Uh, he sent me the top 10 in points. Uh, Ty Wilkie, 527 points. He pretty much just has to show up tomorrow night. He will be crowned the champion. Okay. Uh, but he, he also, that's a 13 car. That's the 72 oh, car. 72. Yep. Who raced 13 Hatton? That's Ty Hatton. He raced a 410. Yeah, he used before. to run a 410. That's yep. right. Yep. Uh, Andy, you are in second place, 492 points. Uh, Morgan Nyquist in third. Josh Johnson, fourth. Uh, Ty Hatton, fifth, followed by Brandon Rakow. Uh, Tyler Rabenberg is seventh. Tom Cummings, eighth, Jeremy Snow, and Lila Eisenshank wrapping up your top 10. Uh, what else did he send me here? Okay, I won't be able to watch this, I don't think. But uh, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, always on top of it, dude. Uh, for bringing us. Okay, what do we got? Recent news here. Paker's first career series win. Okay, all right. Uh, so again, yeah, thank you, guys. And um, let's ask this same question now. Uh, Tyler, are you still there, man? <laughs> yep. Okay, um, do you want to think you'd ever envisioned yourself running anything besides dirt? Um, Probably not. They don't. The one thing that would be fun, I think, is like the truck series, but really anything other than that, I don't see doing. Well, you know, we got a guy in Fargo right now that runs uh, lightning sprints and then he goes out and he runs Arca, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he's ran Daytona and all these other big, big tracks. Um, do you think you could ever see yourself doing something like that, maybe? Um, I. I don't know. Probably not. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just not a big asphalt person, I guess. Sure, sure. What about World of Outlaws? Could you uh, envision yourself being a full-time outlaw guy? I most definitely could. I think it'd be a lot of fun to go and run it for a year and dabble with it. But mm-hmm. that, it takes a lot of money to go do. Oh, that, it takes a lot a big commitment. of money. Yeah, what, a big I've commitment. heard everywhere from like a million just to start Ooh, for a year. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Let me just write you a check. Real that's quick. like that's like farmer money right there. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta sell a lot of beets to get some of that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and and how many acres do you guys farm? Because and the reason I ask you uh, this, Andy, is because back in the day, uh, a lot of guys were were farming, racing, farming, racing. That's so tough. You, yeah. Yeah. And and the racing is starting to go up here. But you got to remember, the racing one day will be back down here. The farming is still here. Yeah. Your life, your life for now, 
your hobby, your yeah, your, your life yeah. in the future. Well, it's it's more than that for some people, well, but you know true. what I mean. Would something like that ever cross your mind? Um, I mean, right now, I tell you what, if I was born into a farm family, I would damn stay in the farm family because I love that job. I loved it when yeah. I did it. But um, is that something you think you would ever decide to do? Well, uh, like when I was in high school, uh, my parents, you know, they they were open to me doing whatever I wanted. And mm-hmm. I always liked farming, so I just stuck yeah. around. And um, obviously, it's great I can do uh you know, I can race a sprint car and work at home during the sure. day and go race a sprint car at night. And that's kind of what I want to do. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy racing or I enjoy racing and farming, you know, about the same. Right, so it's, right. I uh, have a lot of fun. And that's kind of why um, we're going to step back from snowmobile racing for now, just because farming and racing, uh, it just takes up a lot of time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it'll be nice to have a little bit of a break to kind of, um, you know, fix what I broke during the mm-hmm, summer and, mm-hmm. you know, have some time to, you know, not on the road all winter. So, um, but if I get a chance to race some more during the summer, I can, you know, it'll be, I can fit it in and right. go racing. Right. And, and no matter yeah, what people say, 20 year olds, 18 year olds, 19 year olds, you get burned out. You do get burned out. Do you have any brothers or sisters? I have two older sisters, yeah. Okay, okay. So they're probably not yeah. doing a whole lot of farm stuff? No. <laughs> no. No. Um, now, your he dad... says that right away. Yeah, no. no. Um, your dad has probably been interviewed a billion times in his career. When I ran into you guys, um, I know, granted, all of a sudden, I come barging into Buffalo River. Hey, I'm John Robertson, blah, blah, blah. And I remember you and blah, blah, blah. Would you ever do this? And <laughs> your dad kind of went, ooh, I don't know, but... Did he? Does he tell you, like, how to conduct these interviews? Is he giving you any hints or anything like that? Because when I ran into your dad and you at Buffalo River, he was quiet. He was very quiet. Is he usually like that? That quiet? Yeah. No, he doesn't really. Uh, I think he trusts me. You know to say. Mm-hmm. You know he trusts what I say, and um, yeah, I think he's a pretty quiet guy. I'm really quiet. I'm not a social person around the racetrack. I stick to our trailer, and you know, don't really talk a whole lot, and. You know, I think I'm somewhat like him that way. We're we're not the most social butterflies, but um, but obviously we'll. The more you, you keep know. winning, the more unsocial yeah. or the more social you will have to get. And Snowcross helped with that because they're right. you know they got they're on the TV and mm-hmm. you got to do interviews that way. But I, I'm still not the greatest at them. Sure. Do you think? Uh, and I just had this question pop up because you said you're going to step away from Snowcross this year, but you've been doing it so long. You're going to get in the middle of the winter and be like, oh, let's go do this one. <clears throat> Yeah, I kind of thought about it, and I've thought about getting a cross-country sled, but um, I think if I get uh, bored like that, I can always – I've got trail sleds at home, and I like going out west to ride a lot. So, And I with racing, I can only sneak out there maybe once a year out west. So now I think if I get the itch to ride, I'll just go right out in the mountains. Yeah, and go to Montana is where did, you go. Did you yeah. hear anything about Tucker Hibbert coming out of retirement? I thought I saw something about him possibly coming out of retirement, and I thought, that can't be right. No, I don't think so. Yeah, he's awfully, I don't know. He's been out for a long time. Yeah. Um, d- Tyler, um, what about you? What do you do all winter long? Um, I mainly ice fish quite a bit. Mm. Oh. Well, there's a relaxing usually, gig. Yeah, yeah it's that very would... relaxing. And then we usually go to Florida for a, a few weeks every year. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. I mean that makes that makes sense in your plans to go down there and you go down to Florida to race, right? Or do you go down there just to relax? 
Um, we've been going down there just to relax. We usually plan it over speed weeks while the outlaws are down there. Sure. So we usually go down there and then go to the dirt track at night. And so I think we're going to try to take the car down this year, but we're not a hundred percent sure on that yet. Right. Okay. What, what is this X bless? It's a person on rumble. Oh, okay. Somebody's on rumble X bless ever heard of Bedford, Pennsylvania track. You guys ever heard of that? I've heard of it. Heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tyler, you know? Uh, no. Okay. I wonder why. Andy's already shaking <laughs> his head no. No. Somebody used to go there all the time. Oh, okay. You oh. used to go there all the time. Um, anytime you can go to a new dirt track, man, um, I tell you what. Uh, I tell you what, Tyler always still got you on. Um, I want you to say your best night in a race car. Can you explain ooh. it? Oh, he, ooh. I don't know, really. There's so many of them. I mean, there was one night in the Mighty... Uh, it's called the Mighty Axe Nationals up at... It's Brainerd when we were racing micros. Uh, mm-hmm. We won that, and we were the youngest driver ever to win that. Wow. And then I think winning at Houston's probably honestly tops that. Granted, it was just a weekly show, but... It's still Houston's. The atmosphere and everything there with it being broadcasted on TV and everything was pretty awesome. Now, what about a worst night? Can you name one? And hopefully it's just one. There's more than one. There's about three, actually. Definitely the night at Jackson. That wasn't fun. Mm -hmm. That's when you rolled and caught major air. Oh, boy. Um, Okay, Andy, i got to ask you the same thing. Uh, Best night at a track. Uh, The biggest race I've probably won was when the World Outlaws came to Fargo for mm-hmm. the yeah this this year and there's they had the Denny Shots Memorial and yeah honestly that that whole night I didn't really feel very fast and um, I was kind of you know kind of wondering how I was gonna do and I got I got a good pill draw that helped a lot and uh, I just kind of stuck with it the whole race and got them on the last lap it wasn't my greatest driving race but mm-hmm. it's definitely the biggest race I've won so now what one. was the crowd like that night I'm sure it was pretty spectacular. Yeah, it was fun to race in front of a big crowd, and I think they were more uh, revved up about the 305 race than the World Outlaws. But, yeah. Well, was um, it a better race? I mean, I, as far as watching a well, race? I think, um, you know, just a nice close battle. The Outlaws had a really great race, too, mm-hmm. but um, you can't beat a last lap pass. No. And it was uh, it's great to, you know, have fans realize what 305s are and get more publicity yeah. for the 305 sure. sure well on the sure. night i mean the yeah. night was there's so much enthusiasm over the night um and your emotions were running high for everybody just to have the you know the first annual mm-hmm. you know memorial yeah. race for him and what what a win to have right there under your belt that's yeah, pretty it was cool a fun race hopefully they keep having it and hopefully you know we're getting over the 15 car you know i think at glendon we had 15 cars mm-hmm. in the 305 class and Hopefully they can just keep getting more and more, and I think they will if they yeah. if uh, the Red River Sprint Series can keep going. Yeah. Uh, a couple of more texts here. Corey Palm, awesome show tonight. Uh, Steven Ader, my two favorite race saver racers. Uh, Eric Ostgarden, I know my son looks up to Andy and hopes to come in and ride his dirt bike sometime. Uh, Steven oh, Ader Olson, the dirt bike track. Yeah. Dirt bike track. Oh, dirt yeah. bike track. Uh, Steven Ader Olson, I love taking pics of you guys. Again, you think he's talking about us? Probably not. I mean, how can no. you not want a picture he of He yells at me this. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> or that. <laughs> serious. <laughs> what? Not so serious. What? Um, okay. Um, worst night at the track. 
Uh, probably the first time I ever drove one. We were in uh, Rock Rapids, Iowa, and um, I wouldn't say it's the worst, but I flipped it like my eighth lap. Oh, oh. Down a sprint car. So, uh, Dad, I uh, was kind of uncomfortable going to a racetrack for my very first time racing a car, and um, obviously I had no idea what to expect. And he's like, "Oh, you don't need practice. We're going racing." And they gave me like two hot laps, and I uh, maybe got a little over half throttle. And uh, I went out for the race and chose to start in the back. And I, uh, after about like the second, third lap in the heat race, I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. And I started, you know, catching people and tried to pass around the outside, got a little messed up and hit the wall and flipped. So uh, I wouldn't say, you know, it was definitely a huge learning night. And I, I flipped the car, so it's not very good. Yeah. Well, you know, and a lot of people don't realize, okay, uh, maybe you're going to be a good basketball player. You can practice. You can yeah. practice anything. Pretty hard to go practice driving a sprint car unless, I don't know, do you guys have a practice track on any of your no. farmland? I didn't think so. That's pretty tough yeah. to do. That's like, Tyler, you, you could work on that, uh, the iRacing during during the winter, but that's that's a little different, too. I mean, that's not driving your car. So, but at least it keeps you, yeah, keeps you into it. Um, Steven Ader Olson said Dilbert. I don't know. He must be talking about you. No, that's um, you. Uh, Corey Palm that's says, if we're not digging you. spuds because of heat, we will see you boys tomorrow night. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get back here uh, to Tyler. Tyler, um, I want to ask you a couple of questions here, and then we're probably gonna cut you loose uh, because it's hard on Paul, the producer. Here. He's playing musical chairs. But uh, yeah. who all helps you, Tyler, with your race team? Um, usually just on a weekend. That it's just usually me, my mom, and dad. Anywhere we go. Oh wow. Okay, and how about sponsors? Um, Soilworks definitely helps out a lot with our racing. It's our cousin, and he lets us use his shop while we're up in that area and definitely helps out a lot while we're up there and kind of cuts down on hotel room costs, too. Sure. Having somewhere to stay. And then uh, TRE Race Parts, they've been a huge help this year as far as fuel and stuff for the car and then just regular parts for maintenance and stuff. And then Northland Crane Service, Fox Repair, and then Wire Nut. Okay. Um, now, I was talking to Mike Speaker. He said you usually go a day early. Um, are you guys taking off today to head up here? Um, I don't know. We got some stuff to finish up for this weekend. Um, we're heading down to Arlington this weekend, uh, actually, for our first race there. So we got to finish some a set of headers up and put a set of mufflers on for that. And then we'll probably either take off later tonight or tomorrow morning. Okay. And I have one more question for you. What's the deal with pheasant eggs? Um, we <laughs> raise pheasants. Okay. You raise pheasants. So how many pheasants do you have? Um, right now we don't have any. We okay. sold our business about two years ago when we moved over to Cambridge and then we're starting to kind of get back into it over by Watertown. Uh, D. Smith, actually. It's southwest of Watertown, I want to say. Okay. So we're starting to get back into it out there. And just the market's so much better out there than it is here. So Sure. So do you guys have a freezer full of pheasants? No, we don't, actually. No. Well, there answers my next question. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I love pheasants. But, uh, you know, we don't get a lot of them up here because well, it's freaking cold. We live in the tundra up here. Uh, yeah. We do see a few of them once in a while. But, um, no, that's just I think that's that's pretty interesting stuff. Um, yeah. I'm going to cut you loose, Tyler. Um, and and we're, hopefully we're going to see you tomorrow night, correct? 
yep, you'll see us. Okay, and uh, you will definitely know who we are because I'm sure Chad and I will both come down to your pits and talk to you eventually throughout the evening. But um, yes. we're looking forward. Will this be your first trip to River City Speedway? Uh, no, it will not. This will be our second this year. Okay, so your second trip this year. So you were here the first time. All right, that is uh, awesome. Yep. All right, All right. Um, safe travels, dude, and thank you for coming on the show today. Appreciate you, Tyler. Thank you for having me. All right, we're gonna we're just gonna let him go because it's just it's getting to be too hard, and I know he's got a lot of stuff to do. Um, who all helps you out uh, weekly? I mean, go through your schedule. You come home, say you come home Friday night after the racetrack. Do you start working on shit Saturday morning, or how does that all work for you? Uh, no, I usually like um, this whole summer. Early in the summer, we race Ada. Fargo, and then we go to Houston Sunday. So um, I try to work on my stuff, you know, during the week when I can. And then uh, usually try to keep it somewhat, you know, work on it every morning after Mm -hmm. the races on the weekends. But no, I usually try to get most of the stuff handled during the week. And then uh, so we can kind of do some work and then head to the races in the afternoon. So I would imagine today um, probably a lot has to do with, how the crops are even for you to make it today because uh, we didn't plan on you being here i didn't yeah. think you were going to make it here but i'm sure that dictates a lot about how your days go is how what's going on in the fields yeah it's um you know most of summer right now we just got done opening beet fields mm-hmm. and uh, we're kind of waiting to go try some soybeans and we're not spraying today and there were some rain showers going through yeah. so i was like well i can make it up and it really dictates you know um, of course, the busiest time of the year for us farming is May, June, July, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of when a lot of the racing is. So that that's what's nice about snowmobile racing is that we have some more free time in the winter time. Sure, and, uh, sure. To go racing and in the summertime, that's racing sprint cars. That's the only thing that's kind of a struggle is trying to spring and get fall. all your work done while you know, racing. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'm not quite as ready as I should be to go racing, but we make it happen. Right. And, and, uh, stepping away from the snowmobiles for a while, that's got to do nothing but help your sprint car program. Uh, I would think you could be maybe a little more ahead of the game. Uh, like you said, um, what about sponsors? Was it, was it easier for you to get sponsors? I don't know if you know personally your sponsors or, you know, they, you say to them, Hey, um, you know, I'm Andy Pake. And, uh, I, I was wondering if you want to help sponsor my race car. Um, do you get a lot of Andy Pig? Oh, Pig, that sounds real. Does it help having your dad be who he is for your sponsorship? And how hard is it to get sponsorship? Yeah, racing snowmobiles, I think it's probably easier to get sponsors in a race car just because it's better. I don't know. I think it's better advertising. On well, a sure, they can read it car. a lot better on a yeah. wing than the hood of yeah. a snowmobile. Yeah. Especially being local, like mm-hmm. local companies racing Grand Forks, Fargo, uh, Sioux Falls, it's a lot better advertising for them. And, uh, like, growing, I race for a few snowcross teams, and, um, you know, that helps a lot. And they have, you know, they have sponsors and stuff. When we raced out of our own trailer, mm-hmm. um, it was, you know, it's kind of tricky to find sponsors to help snowmobile sure. racing because not a lot of people want to go out in the cold to watch right. snowmobiles race. Um, and, uh, but, like, TDS Trucking, they helped me a lot on the sprint car. And I, re- I raced for Dwight Christian on a snowmobile. Oh, sure. And that's kind of how that mm-hmm. relationship started. And uh, and they're out of Fertile, Minnesota. Yep. They help with my sprint car this year, and uh, like safety pole manufacturing and slingshot. They make slingshot ropes mm-hmm. for farming. Yep. And, yep. Um, being around Beats, you probably heard of safety poles. Oh yeah, used they, them uh, many times. And they're <laughs> that that family. Uh, they're into racing, and 
we get stuff through them so they want to help us out and then uh, uh custom stripes brian peralt out of grand forks oh yeah um he stickers my car up and we've always been you know that they come from snowmobile racing mm-hmm. too so sure. that's how we know them and so it kind of helps race in both because you get more relationships um in different you know right industries right. but uh I think it's easier to get sponsors on a sprint car just because it's good advertising. And when you go to a racetrack, you remember what a sprint car looks like. Right, right. Um, because, just because they're really cool. Right. Yeah, that, yeah um, no, for sure. I'm actually uh, related somehow to Brian Peralt. Uh, my yeah. great-grandmother, actually, I'm a French-Canadian. We call it Peralt. But uh, anyway, yeah. uh, and i got to remember, too, I should have asked you guys, uh, both you and Tyler, uh, we're kind of lacking on the pictures for the last year or two from yeah. do so photography so maybe um would be able to get them sometime but i'm gonna have to hit you guys up for hero cards or something so we can get you on our wall of fame there we haven't added anybody <laughs> new to it for a while yeah. yeah uh let's see here stevenator says he's gonna be in forks tomorrow night there's our warning chad we get to see the stevenator tomorrow that's gonna Boom. be awesome uh mark sin i asked brad once if snowmobile racing helped his sprinter sprint car racing he just looked at me and said yeah, and smiled. <laughs> it just seems like a typical Brad Pake yeah. answer, but are they even close to each other? I mean, we saw Donnie Schatz start jumping into a late model, and obviously I think it helped his sprint car driving, but can you even put the two in the same sentence together, snowmobile racing and sprint car driving? Well, I think, well, race, growing up racing dirt bikes too, I think uh, you know racing has its own mentality and it's, mm-hmm. that's all the same the mentality that goes into it obviously you're not hitting jumps and right uh, you know on a, on a sprint car but it definitely helps just with your mental focus and i think it i think what i did what i learned in dirt bikes and snowcross helped me in a sprint car mm-hmm. and what i learned in a sprint car last year helped me in a snowmobile so it's not oh sure it doesn't go like hand in hand but it, right um there's things you can take away from both that help like you know sheldon hondshield he raced a dirt bike mm-hmm and like adam soblick he yep. raced a dirt bike so it helps you know racing different things and uh being like that and i think racing snowcross helps with you know being in shape for a sprint car you still oh, got to be sure. in shape to drive a yeah. sprint car and um oh we're talking about people say uh race drivers aren't athletes so. oh yeah 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 no you can go out there and turn good laps. yeah good uh, luck say that to the guys that did 92 laps last saturday night oh yeah <laughs> I mean, that's where it blows my mind. So, yeah, you have to stay in shape for that stuff. Yeah. You're not going to get me in a car and go run 25 laps and say I'm going to be healthy when I get out. I yeah. mean, there's no way. When I'm in victory lane, I see you guys get out. You, you're spent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a racing a 305. I get, you know, I don't get, like, spent from racing a sprint car, but you're definitely, it's a workout in a sure. 305. And we only go average 20 laps. So yeah. I can't imagine having a 410 for you know, 30, 40 laps. Right. It's, it's a, it's a big job. Wow. You know, everybody is, uh, everybody's Steven Ader. You are still on the wall of fame. I'm looking at your picture right now. Right there yep, it is. There yep. it is. Um, are you Andy, the kind of guy, every driver is different. Uh, Chad and I are in the pits enough to know. Um, some guys, they act like they're nothing. It's just no big deal. They're walking around in cargo shorts and a t-shirt. Some guys have the serious look, the go-to, you know, where it's game time. Look, you don't don't bother me. Uh, that how are you in the pits before a race? Uh, definitely get a little bit of nerves, and uh, I try to be focused. You know, I try not to do a whole bunch of messing around. Mm-hmm. I and I like me and Dad have to do all the work to the car, so I don't really have time. Sure, uh, like a lot of times, um, like at Glendon, we race. Uh, like we were the second heat race and the first feature. Yeah, so we didn't really have time to 
we were just kind of working on the car. So most of the time, you know, sometimes I get a little bit of time to go watch the track and stuff, but most of the time where I'm busy, you know, working on the car, getting it ready and getting my, you know, getting tear offs on, mm-hmm. getting my ready to go race. And so I don't have a lot of time to mess around. So what's it feel like to you, uh, especially now when you guys start to win races and, uh, what is it like for you, Andy, when, um, the, the kids come to the pits afterwards and, and they look at you like you are a rock star. Um, how cool is that? Because we all used to, and we've had this conversation a billion times, but we all used to be that kid. Were you that kid at one time? And how is that for you when these kids treat you and, 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 and I mean, you hate to say it, but almost worship you. I yeah, mean, you are, you're a rock star to these kids. It's kind of different because growing up, you know, going to the snowmobile races and uh, outlaw races, and I still look at the outlaws that that way you know too yeah. they're they're really cool guys and um it's definitely different having kids come up to you and you know want to want a card and yeah. autograph and so i'm still kind of learning you know getting used to that somewhat but it's nice being being able to race at home because you know kids that know you or you know family and friends can come watch and we're um when i race snowmobiles i maybe have a one race around here a year so mm-hmm. That's what's nice racing yeah. sprint cars. It's kind of somewhat local. Sure. And uh, it's nice weather to yeah. go out and watch races on a Friday night. Yeah, so, you're going to gather more of, the, more of the gathering with a, with yeah. a, in the summertime than you would in the winter. Yeah. 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 And Marie Stewart says race car drivers are better than rock stars. And uh, I'll, I'll do one of these. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Chris Stilke, don't crash tomorrow. No, I want to say hi to you. <laughs> I want to say hi. Uh, Mike Speaker's got us covered tomorrow. He's going to bring pics of uh, Andy and Tyler. He'll bring them with uh, tomorrow to the racetrack. He's the man. So, yeah, are, are you to this point yet, Andy? Uh, do you walk around with a Sharpie in your pocket? No, I usually keep them in the trailer. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not like that. But, <laughs> yeah. um, like, I try to keep, you know, some cards handy in case. Because mm-hmm. I've had, you know, some kids walk up that needs cards. And sure. I, I don't have them, and I can see the disappointment on them. So oh, I try to. Isn't that, isn't that bad? Yeah. I mean, you know. Even watching the Little League World Series, you see when a kid was up there and he wasn't having a good day, these kids wear it on their shoulders so heavily. And you can just see there's nothing worse than letting down a kid. Can I get a hero card? Sorry, I'm out. And and you can just see it on their face like, oh, no. But now I know that he's got Sharpies, so we'll be able to get those cards autographed or these pictures autographed to go on the Wall of Fame. Did we miss anything? It's a long drive for you to just come in and spend an hour with us, but uh, did we get it all out there, do you think? I think we covered pretty good. Yeah, I tried to get some embarrassing pictures of you, but it didn't happen. Shorten to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all good. Still in an hour. Yeah. I mean... Thank you for making that trek and coming up here and doing this, and, and people get to know. It, it's so important for us to put a face to everybody out there in this show mm-hmm. and and to bring this series up to life, too, and, and show everybody about this series, too. This is something that's going to be in our backyard for a while. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Mike Speaker's got a great job going on. I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to only get better. If you can get that car count up to 1920, you yeah. know, over 50. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna, this series is going to grow, sure. I think, so that'd be pretty cool. And, okay, one one last question for you, uh, Andy. If um, a lot of the people here, I mean, Grand Forks is kind of a sprint car town. Um, no. A lot of people here have not seen the IMCA Red River Sprint Series yet. Yeah. What can they expect tomorrow night, people that have never seen you guys run these sprint cars? Well, obviously, it's the same car, just, uh, you know, lap time just a tad slower. But, you know, they still... Uh, throw some roost and you know it's still a sprint car just not quite as loud and right not quite as fast as a 410 but um if we it's good racing like um 
Grand Forks is a great track. I mm. raced it in. I missed it the last time the series came here, but I raced in. Uh, I think it was middle of July, and it was really good racing, and I uh, maybe even closer racing than a four ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what it's all about, man. Yep. Putting on a great show. Got um, it. All right, I think we're done. I'm good. What do you think? Yep. That's you awesome. Get back to work. Yeah, well, lunchtime's over. Yeah, uh, heading right back, I suppose. Yep. Yeah. Go um, back and get the car ready. So. Okay, and we will see you tomorrow, yep. obviously. Oh, man, I'm looking yeah. forward to this. That'd be good. It's going to be awesome. Awesome show, buddy. Thank you again so much. Yeah, we thanks appreciate for having it. me. All right, there you go. Dirty Thursday brought to you by River City Speedway. Hey, thank you very much. Andy Pink made the trip all the way from Felton, Minnesota. Tyler Ravenberg, uh, he was Zooming with us from way down south. And we will see these guys tomorrow night. Watch for the 64 and the 18. Uh, all sprint car night tomorrow night for the season finale at River City Speedway. ABT Bill Tyrell from River Sports Bar and Casino was just in here this morning. And uh, you know what? They have been with us since the very, very first Dirty Thursday show. And he sticks with us still this day at Rumor Sports Bar and Casino. Tie you up. The Minnesota Vikings are playing tonight. Let's go see if they can't kick some Philly ass tonight. We'll be watching that show. Room to room, wall to wall TVs at Rumor Sports Bar and Casino. I tell you what, you can watch the Vikes game. You can eat some awesome food. And you can drink with yourself uh, one of them world famous beer towers. Check it out. Rumor Sports Bar and Casino. Uh, we love that place. All right. Uh, let's see. The Mayor's Back the Badge ride is going on at the Grand Cities Mall this afternoon. Uh, things are going to start rolling in at about 4.30. You can get registered, your four-wheeler, your golf cart. It, it doesn't matter. Motorcycle, there's whatever normally isn't street legal. You can pretty much run that thing tonight. A uh, chance for you to show support to our uh, men in blue. All right. Uh, make sure you check that out. We will be there live. Uh, let's see. Uh, Andy and Tyler, good luck tomorrow night. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you at the track. Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show. Grand Cities are a great place to live. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.